everyone. Welcome to Backstory Sessions. I'm your host, Matt. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody. It's Pat, and I want to welcome you to this episode of Backstory Sessions. I'm joined today by my co-host, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Kat. Hey, everyone. How are you? Today, Matt, we are going to be wiser. Well, we can only hope. That's a uh, daily a daily goal. <laughs> it, it doesn't seem possible, really, that we could be any wiser, but you know, I'm going to keep an open mind. That's true. I mean, we are pretty smart, so... Yeah. Well, we have the author of 72 Wisdoms with us today, and this book is filled with, um, you know, quotes from the wisest of the wise, except for somehow I did not get included. (laughs) Um, But you did. (coughs) That's true. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Let's talk a little bit about (coughs) that. Yeah, so uh, Jeff Rasley, our guest and the author, was on our podcast a while back. I think we were talking about Pickleball, maybe, on that episode? Yes, yeah, a book that he had written about Pickleball. The yeah. Death, yeah, murder mystery kind of. Right, murder. yeah. So uh, we talked to him on one episode, and after the episode recording was done, he was saying he was working on another book, and uh, if we had any, uh, you know, quotes that we really liked to send them along. So I actually sent him two, and uh, one of them he liked more than the other, and uh, picked it for the book. Oh, and I was, you know, um, pleasantly surprised and happy for you. I was too. He sent me an email and he said, uh, you know, the book is out and uh, one of your quotes was chosen. <laughs> so I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. I know. And then the funny part is like, you couldn't remember. <laughs> right. Quote. Yeah. I, didn't... I couldn't either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had to actually go back and look at the email that I sent to see which one it was or what which ones they were that i sent yeah well you know i think that people could like hear that and think like oh well they can't remember anything but honestly it's like really more to the fact that you have so many wisdoms that you know narrowing it down to which one or two is, is a hard task well i mean that and you know podcasting is hard work so you know yeah i can't remember everything past i mean you know yeah since, since he was our guest and um it, know, it, it was a while ago wasn't it it was so um yeah you like know, over a year i think well it, it's just really um you know it's great that you um, are in the book um and oh 72 wisdom so like each day he would take, um, you know, a wisdom quote and reflect on it. So, do you find yourself, like, daily, do you set aside, like, any amount of time that you focus on something like that, wisdom? 
I'm lucky if I can remember to wear pants. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you ever forget to, make sure that you film that so I can have it. <laughs> yeah. Remember that. Yeah. Um, but... I don't know. I, I mean, I can see the benefit of, like, staying focused, you know, um, throughout the day on, like, you know, something, uh, um, something thought-provoking. It keeps your mind, um, you know, working and connecting and pondering, I guess. Yeah, I mean, if you know, I think, like... I mean, are you talking like about like meditation, that kind of thing? Um, no, probably not, because I feel like we would fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know I would. <laughs> but um, I, I would say, like you know, in our conversations, we do a lot of wisdom back and forth things. Um. So, in that way, I feel like that we get a pretty good amount of it, you know, from time to time when we're talking. Um, whether it's a news story or um, something we've read about, you know, and, um, or watched on TV even. Um, yeah, you know. I, I guess. I mean, I don't, like, I don't sit there and think to myself, like, oh, you know, uh, this you know, I don't think about a quote every day or whatever. I mean, I hear things every now and then that remind me of something or whatever. Um, but no, I mean, I don't think I spend every day, you know, any amount of time reflecting on anything really other than, you know, what I'm doing at work or what I need to, you know, basically it's just things I need to do. Well, we often talk about our, our podcast, you know, the guest afterwards and right. um, reflect a lot on what, um, because I think we learn something from each guest that we have, you know, even if they're, if many of them are actors or singers, you know, they still have a, a different um, path that got them there. And so I, I think we pick up quite a bit of wisdom from each person that we Yes, and even from our listeners every now and then. Yes, and the group especially is like so, you know, so active and um, they have some really interesting things that they post. And <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> some of it's all, you know, most of it's great. Uh, some of it isn't, but, you know, that's just the way it is. Well, you know, we, <laughs> I feel like, uh, I feel like you can learn something from most, well, really, you could learn something from everyone because sure. it, it may not be exactly wise, but, or wise in a good way, but. Or it may not be what you want to hear or whatever, but, you know, we've gotten some feedback that we've. You know, that uh, has been helpful and uh, others, <laughs> other feedback that is not. But, you know, uh, we try and take something from all of it. So Yeah, and, and appreciate, definitely appreciate when people take the time to, you know, write a critique of. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> how many times we might say so or <laughs> right yes yeah uh, yeah well you know we try and uh learn from that sort of thing and uh make things better but we still do it <laughs> well you know i feel like if i take out so i'm gonna replace it with another word i mean right. really i just feel like um you know we're communicating and it's conversational uh i've listened to our guests from time to time and they say so as much as we do or right. um, you know or whatever so we're not i feel like on here that we're not making a speech or something <laughs> exactly. formal yeah. yeah so in conversation i think it's perfectly i think it makes the guests feel at ease and um i think it just makes the flow of things better if we just be our authentic selves Right. How's that for wisdom? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we'll uh, have to get Jeff's take on some of this and uh, see what he's got to say. Yeah, well, I want to know, like, how can I get in the next book, you know, like. <laughs> Come up well, with I'm a good quote. <laughs> and all that, you know, it just kind of makes me look like like I'm upstaged again by Matt. Well, I mean, I wasn't trying to. It's just, I guess I sent him an email and you didn't. Well, you have the voice, you know, the radio voice. Like, from the beginning, like, you get all the accolades. And <laughs> I'm, like, you know, looking for my tiny little something. Right. So, well, you know, your your day's coming, so. Yeah, I hope that's in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it will I'm going to learn from these 72 wisdoms that we are going to hear about right now, so. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of good ones in there. Uh, I've seen the book and uh, read, you know, some of the quotes and the background behind them. And uh, it's pretty interesting stuff, for sure. And we're going to be sharing with the listeners each day, um, you know, a little wisdom for them to reflect on. So, really looking forward to that. All right. Well, let's talk to Jeff and see how he came up with the idea and uh, what that process was like. All right. Well, Jeff, we are so happy to have you back as a guest again. Is this, um, what, the third time we've had you, I think? <laughs> yes, well, and it's good to be back with you two, Kat and Matt. Yeah, um... If it is the third time, I, Matt, I believe he would be the first guest that we've had three times. Is that right? I think that is true, yeah. Um, and I believe it is the third time. We And so three's a charm, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Matt. You're supposed to have like some kind of uh, music queued up. A drum roll <laughs> <or something>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, I was just working my way around to say that at least one of us, Cat, is charming. <laughs> yeah. So the, the, now the ba bum ba bum. <laughs> well, you know, they do say cats are like that, charming, and put spells on people and such. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll, but, we'll see what we can do in editing. 
<laughs> Don't you edit out my charming part. That's about <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, but Jeff, we, we did want to talk to you about 72 Wisdoms, um, a practical guide to make life more meaningful. And uh, I know I certainly could use more meaningful in my life. So, uh, you know, what inspired this uh, idea? Well, it started by, I, um, I, I just noticed, um, and this is about a year ago, um, I was coming across very interesting sayings that I was personally finding inspiring or uh, wise, interesting. And so I, I started a, a little um, habit uh, of writing down um, one that I would encounter almost every day and then just, you know, kind of thinking about it. And then after I'd done that for, oh, I don't know, maybe a week, 10 days or so, I thought, you know, what I'd really like to do is really dig into these quotes um, and not just find out who, who said it or wrote it um, and start with that, but look into the context, the history behind it, um, and then think more deeply about what it, what it really means. You just kind of peel some layers of meaning back. Um, and then after I started doing that, I thought, oh, hmm, this could be a book. So I just started writing, and uh, I would come across what I thought was a meaningful quote uh, from all sorts of different sources. Um every few days and when I thought it was worth it I would take it down and then research it you know who who said it or wrote it what was the historical uh, or cultural context and then try to think deeply about what meaning it could have beyond just the sort of obvious superficial um, meaning and then wrote an essay about that which would often lead to other um, interesting, uh, meaningful quotes, so that with, although there are 72 chapters with a lead-in of 72 different quotes from 72 different sources, within each, each chapter there are usually um, several others, because, um, you know, one sort of, you know, spawns another, um, and so the whole process of uh, doing this, I think, you know, leads the reader through 72 different topics of what I consider very important issues that everybody ought to deal with. And so that's it. And so then number 72, does that have a significance or is that just like, why did you stop there? Yeah, well, um, the the title <laughs> of the chapter is Time's Up because uh, I, I had to cut it off at some point. And when I got to about 50, um, my wife, uh, who is my first editor, said, um, you know, how many of these are you going to do and how long <laughs> are you going to keep doing this? And I said, well... You know, I think I could do a hundred and she, no, uh, too many. Uh, you need to cut it off before a hundred. So pick a number. So I checked a few numbers that I thought would have some kind of 
you know, sort of mystical or mythological, interesting meaning, and didn't really come up with a lot, but I did settle on 72 because I'm 72 inches tall, and (laughs) 7 plus 2 is 9, and nine is a has sort of a numerology significance because it's three times the Trinity, and there's you know there's some other mm. stuff that you know doesn't really turn me on. But anyway, it was a good place to stop. Wow! Um, so even the title has a lot of thought into it. So, all right. Um, I know Matt had um, sent in uh, a quote, um, and so I like to talk a little bit about that one because I actually uh, I wasn't sure which one he had sent to you, but um, I have liked the one that um, that he sent. So uh, I'll just paraphrase it, and then uh, I don't know. You can tell me like the historical or any of that that you want to, but. Um, so every, everybody wants to be a lion until it's time to hunt. What is that? Mm-hmm. What is well, for, yeah, first of all, I want to point out something that was very strange about this. So this particular quote that Matt sent me, um, which I thought was definitely worthy of looking into, and especially when he explained why it was meaning to, meaningful to him. So... Um, I get um, my author's copy of the book, and of course it's been gone through three levels of editing, and everything looks fine. And then the audio book, which has not been published yet, but it's in production, and and I have a professional narrator who's narrating it. Um, He emails me, and he says, "Um, did you know that chapter 22 is missing from the table of contents? Oh wow! I said, what? <laughs> and so I, you know, I I pull my author's copy out and I look at, holy crap, <laughs> Matt's Matt's chapter, <laughs> it's not in the table of contents, uh-huh. and, and and the narrator says, well, it's in the text, it's in in the manuscript, um, and so I, you know, I quickly page to the that page, and yeah, it's there, but so, um. I don't know how many copies <laughs> were sold b- before, but so this was probably maybe three weeks after it was published that this was discovered. And one, one of the wonderful things, uh, there's definitely some downsides, but one of the wonderful things about having a, a publishing deal with Amazon is you can actually change a manuscript, both the ebook, the paperback. Um, the audiobook would be more difficult, but to actually change the text and from the moment that change is input, the next book sold will have that change. But so there's some books out there and thankfully I haven't heard a complaint from anybody <laughs> uh, wow. that, that Matt, your chapter <laughs> 22 is not in the table of content. I actually have one of those copies that does not have it in there. Okay, so yeah. there you go. Okay. Don't well, complain so about it. Don't be the first to complain. <laughs> That's awesome. See what happens, Matt, when you take my charming part out. Yeah, so yeah. Read it from the <laughs> table of content. <laughs> 
That's funny. That is funny. Um, I did not know that, but um, so um, yeah. yeah so that was a, that. That was a way to avoid answering your question. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so I, I'll try to answer the actual question. Um, I, I thought this was an as interesting statement which you read. And I, I especially thought that Matt's explanation of why it was meaningful to him, which basically is he found it inspiring um, because in uh, his own life experience and particularly uh, work he did with the particle accelerator yeah. um, was very difficult um, and it, it required real effort at mastery and other people would hear about it and say, oh, well, that's pretty cool. And, you know, we would get the impression that, you know, no big deal. Anybody could do that. Uh, and what Eric is saying is it takes a lot of work. It takes commitment. It takes dedication um, to master something uh, and, and to, to have success in life at, you know, whatever your chosen field might be. Mm -hmm. And I completely agree with that, and I think that's sort of a, a, a well-known wisdom. But what was interesting to me, as I researched Eric and read uh, a number of articles about him in which he was quoted and watched a couple of his YouTubes, is there's a really mean... <laughs> side to him and uh, so I uh, and I quote from two articles in which quote him where he really rants in a very angry tone of voice about how mediocre people are worthless and yeah. the only and the, yeah and the only people that are really Worthy are those who are exemplary, in fact, phenomenal. You got to be phenomenal, or basically, you're worthless. Hmm. And um, I don't agree with that at all. And so, I, as sort of a a counterpoint to his wisdom, which I do agree with, um, but a counterpoint to where he goes with that. Uh, is that mediocre people, regular folks, are actually very important, and the world would grind to a halt if it wasn't for them. And also, that you know, they should be appreciated. Like, okay, you go to a restaurant. If you get phenomenal service, um, then you know you're going to leave a bigger tip, for sure. So there's there's definitely reward for being phenomenal. But if I get my food, the server is pleasant. Um, everything comes timely. The the, the uh, bill is figured correctly. That's ordinary. I'm going to give that person a, a good tip. Not a not a great tip, but you know, a good tip. And that's that's what we you know we generally expect and we generally want out of life. And that's good. When it's phenomenal, that's phenomenal but if everybody was phenomenal then that would be average <laughs> and, and you know if phenomenal was average then what's phenomenal there we would have no way to really uh, 
celebrate and be amazed by people who are phenomenal. And that's what it really, it, it bothered me that a particularly one of the, the uh, articles um, that I uh, cite and which he's quoted in was about a, a talk um, and really kind of a rally he gave at a Michigan high school. And that, that was the message he was giving to these kids. And I think it's great to encourage kids to want to succeed but I don't think it's great to tell especially impressionable kids by somebody who they look up to and think is a really cool guy that ordinary people suck. And that's what he was saying. So that's also um, part of the wisdom that is that I try to impart in that particular chat in Matt's chapter. <laughs> All right, Matt, what do you think of that? I'm, well, I mean, in Eric's defense, he does, uh, you know, a lot of the the uh, talks that he gives are, and if if you watch, especially some of his earlier stuff, are with like uh, athletes, and um, you know, one of his things is like, uh, if you you know if you think you're good and you're only given seventy percent or you know, 70% effort, um, you know, you're not going to make it. And, you know, like all these, all these kids go to college and, or, you know, they want to go to the NFL and, you know, he's just telling them that in order to get to the level that you want to be at, you have to step up your game in order to do that. Because if you don't, there's somebody else who is going to, who's going to, outwork you or outperform you or whatever so i think you know some of some of what he's talking about is sort of geared towards that um as far as like, yeah and i i'm sorry go ahead no no go ahead well and if he had left it at that you know if that's what the total focus of his message was and he gave illustrations and particularly his own life i mean his his life uh, is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, you know, the guy basically was living on the street for, I think it was two years. Yeah. And, uh, and then it was, you know, turned his life around. Okay. But to tell any audience, uh, and I don't care if it's professional athletes or it's high school students, that ordinary average people suck. Um, I, I think that's, it, it borders on immoral. It, it borders on cruelty uh, because they also get that message, and I, I think it's a, it's it's really great to inspire people to do their best to try to fulfill your potential to live your life the highest and best way you can. Because that's you know very much an intention of this book. Um, but to say the vast majority of us who are not phenomenal uh, are no good, I. I do not think that is wise. I think it's cruel. Yeah, I mean, he does come he does come off that way for sure in some instances. I mean, I've heard different things that he said that I don't necessarily agree with, but uh, a lot of what he says is, you know, sort of spot on. He's just trying to inspire people to be, you know, to to be more than they are, are or you know, like. To think differently about what they could be in the future, I guess. 
Yeah. And interesting, so I bracketed that chapter with chapter 21, and the title is Compassion and Happiness, and that's based on a quote from the Dalai Lama, mm-hmm. and his quote is, if you want to be happy, show compassion. If you want to be happy, show compassion. And, and his, you know, or I'm sorry, if you want others to be happy, uh, be compassionate. Um, and I mean, the Dalai Lama's message in a way, I think is sort of, a, uh, an opposite corollary to the, what I think is the bad part of Eric's wisdom, you know, not to the good part, but you know, he's what the Dalai Lama is saying is for us to have a happy world and for us to be personally happy we need to be compassionate Mm -hmm. and so that you know that goes back to so how do we how do we respond to ordinary average people or even below average people well the dalai lama would say be compassionate but then the the chapter that follows um eric's chapter um is uh and let me get my of course, I need my reading glasses because <laughs> I'm turning into an old part before your very eyes. Uh, <laughs> I should have pulled the ebook up. I can see it better. And I get a largest print, but I, I have the paperback here. Um, 23 is uh, about success and teamwork, and it's by a uh, it, the, the quote is from a famous Nepali um, mountain climber. And, uh, of course, now I'm not finding the exact page the quote is on. But essentially, the quote says, um, you, can, you can do whatever you believe you can do. And so it's kind of, it's kind of like um, Eric's quote. Uh, and what uh, this guy did is he summited uh, all 14 of the um, 20,000 meter or the, the uh, uh, 8,000 meter peaks, which are all 25,000 feet or higher. And in fact, here it is. I finally found it. Uh, his name is Nirmal. Perja, and he goes by Nims, Nims Perja. And so the actual quote is, you can show the world nothing is impossible. And he uses his own achievement as an example of that. But where I found, again, his specific wisdom is inspiring. It's the, you know, the same kind of um, point Eric was making is, you know, you got to work hard. Uh, you got to believe in yourself. Uh, all of that is required for you to achieve your highest potential and, you know, to do what you believe you can do. But what he doesn't say is he managed to achieve this amazing feat. And a lot of people in the mountaineering world consider it the greatest mountaineering feat ever is he had a whole team that was working with him. Right. He didn't, he didn't solo any of these peaks. He climbed them all as a team member. He was the team leader, but 
he couldn't have done it without his team. And then he's got a film crew filming it. So, you know, he makes this wonderful movie, 14 Peaks, and it is, it's a very cool documentary. Mm-hmm. And he has the whole government of Nepal supporting him and a foundation funding him. Right. And he, <laughs> permission from the Chinese government was required <laughs> for him to summit his, the very last peak, which is Shishipangma, which is on the border of Nepal and Tibet, but the side, he, the route he wanted to climb was on the Chinese, the Tibetan side. Mm-hmm. I've actually been to that mountain. But so, you know, all these other people and organizations were were required uh, to assist him in achieving this. And he leaves, and and that all comes through in the documentary, and he would certainly agree with that. But the sort of the way he presents his wisdom, the, the, you know, the essence of the message he's trying to give to the world is it's all you you just you got to believe and then you got to work hard and you got to be determined to do it and so i would like people to think about what achievements have you readers um had that were wonderful that you did entirely by yourself that no help from anybody else was involved and i'll bet you can't think of one Right, because yeah, really, no man is an island. So yeah, that that's a good wisdom. There you go. <laughs> that's in in volume two. Ah, there you go. <laughs> but, you know, like a lot of people will um, give effort, uh, lots of effort, and they still don't make it to whatever level of success. I mean, there's more than the effort that goes into I mean, there's luck, some degree of luck or um, other resources that you happen to fall upon um, that I think also filter into that. So it isn't always that you're just lazy or not motivated. Um, And then to the compassion one um, perhaps it makes a happier world but I sometimes feel like I'm the compassionate one and you know then like where is the compassion coming back to me Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes it can feel like that as well Um, you know so I guess with all wisdoms there's like you know, as I as I think about them, I'll be like, well, I like this part of it, but this part of it, you know, I can see where maybe that's not exactly... Right, nothing is an absolute. Yeah. There's another wisdom from Matt. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> Man, exactly. just spouting them off. <laughs> the yeah, I'm, so. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to send a recorder over <laughs> and let... <laughs> but, but, yeah, but, Kat, you're right. In fact, um... A number of chapters in the book uh, deal with, so what is really success and, and what goes into success? And I, I look at various formulas um, for success. And, um, you know, you can, you can define it differently, but in terms of success as achieving a desired goal, it almost always involves all those things that um, NIMS and Eric talk about in that personal you know determination hard work belief in yourself but it also almost always involves 
teamwork, other people, and yes, luck. Um, I mean, if if you take Nims's case, bad weather, which he has no control over, is going to prevent him from summiting. Mm-hmm. Now he can come back and try again, but you know, there's so many things that luck is <laughs> is a crucial factor in, and we have no control over it. And and also just sort of um, infrastructural groundwork. Um, you know, so much of what in, in the way we live in the modern Western world, um, you know, we depend on all this infrastructure that's there, the edu- educational system, um, you know, our utilities and libraries, Google, the Internet, and right. all these things. So... Uh, yeah, so it just it, it bothers me um, when someone claims that success is dependent solely on you, because I just I I think that is a shallow understanding of what success is and how it how it's achieved. Interesting. So. Um, what was your favorite wisdom or um, if you have one? Yeah, I don't have a favorite one, but um, the very last chapter, 72, is kind of the, the most fun one to write, and it's it's actually, I think, the longest chapter. Um, <laughs> the title of the chapter is Time's Up, and that was basically because my wife told me Time's Up. <laughs> but um, the, the, the quote <laughs> is, uh, time flies when you're having fun. Okay, so we've all heard that, uh, and is there really much wisdom in there? Well, what was interesting is there is no original source for that quote. I, it can't, it can't be found who actually originated that. But there's a, a bunch of people who it's attributed to, and I thought one of the most interesting ones uh, is Einstein, and he actually didn't say that. But and if you and of course Matt would understand this, um, if you if you understand special relativity, Einstein would actually <laughs> think just the opposite because when you're going fast, which is fun, time slows down. Um, so you know, I think if Einstein was going to have a quote on this, it, it would have then uh, time slows down when you're having fun by going fast. <laughs> but, um, but, but it was fun going through and, and finding the different people, and Dr. Seuss is actually another one, um, where uh, th- this quote has been attributed and how it, it actually you know, wasn't said or written by that person, but what was that person trying to say that's kind of you know, in the ballpark? of uh, this and um, one, one of the the most enjoyable um, sources that I came across was there's a a, uh, a blogger um, and podcaster named Gretchen Rubin who has a little short uh, video about um, child rearing and uh, her what what she says is um, the, uh, and I'm probably going to not get this exactly right, but it's uh, the, the, the days, the days go by slowly 
but the years fly by and that's not exactly how she said and and it's it's the title of her uh, little video but what she was talking about is the experience of parenting and how when you're in it it just can drag on like oh my god changing another diaper yeah picking up the kids from soccer practice again, yelling at my teenager who's disobedient. But then when your kids are grown, and I've had this very same experience, which is why it really, you know, uh, connected with me, it seemed, wow, that went by so fast. Yeah. And so there's this very strange, you know, subjective experience to time. And so... I wanted to sort you know dig into that and how 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 do we live with time and and how is time meaningful to us in terms of living a meaningful life and um, so there's the past which has these wonderful wonderful aspects to it that, that you know we have good memories that become kind of like monuments in our mind that we can revisit. Um, and and enjoy the rest of our life. And of course, there are some we wish we could forget. But but there's value in living in the past. But on the other hand, if all you do is live in the past, you're you're a real drag. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so you know, another wisdom is live for today, live in a, be in the moment, and really just enjoy life right now. And and there is wisdom and there is meaning there too, but if you forget the past, you're probably going to screw up in the way you're living today. Um, and you also, there might be a tendency to be a little bit reckless. And so then there's the future, there's planning. And so there's this living in the future in the sense of planning and you know, to have a good, meaningful life, you really you need to plan. You know, you've got to not just financial planning, but you know, have goals in terms of where where do I want my life to go? How do I prepare for college? How do I prepare for retirement? Um, so there are these three sort of obvious um, parts to the time of our lives, and the the wisdom I, I wanted to bring out is that we have to honor and recognize the value of all three of those, but we can't just pick one and stop there. Hmm. That's, that's interesting. <clears throat> so my uh, uh, investment in lottery tickets, you know, that will be the future. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> can, can I make a prediction of your future? <laughs> I'm gonna win and be happy and live happily ever after. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's exactly what I was gonna say, Matt. <laughs> well, so just out of curiosity, what's in what's in the future for you? I mean, what do you got going on? Mm. Well, whenever I finish a book, I. I need a rest period mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm in the rest period and I, I'm not trying to write anything new other I, I actually do have a, uh, a couple articles that are um, ones actually been sent off and but for me writing articles is 
is nothing like writing a book. And right. The commitment is so so minimal comparatively. But I'm um, I'm I'm still the president of the Basa Village Foundation, which I've talked about with you guys before. Yeah. And so we're um, we're working up to um, developing a, a uh, an agricultural project for the Basa area. Um, so that's ongoing, and I'm on a couple other boards, um, nonprofit boards. Work mm-hmm. one works on STEM education. Mm-hmm. We fund local STEM programs around Central Indiana. Another is the uh, Indianapolis Peace and Justice Center, and we put on programs on all sorts of different issues, but that have some relationship to promoting peace and justice. Right. So. And then I'm playing pickleball at least three times a week. Wow, awesome. So, <laughs> so that, that's that's my poor, pathetic, ordinary life. <laughs> pickleball. <laughs> yeah, we did talk. And not, not phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's phenomenal for you. So. Mm. Well, I'll take it. All right. It's the best one I have. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kat, what else you got? Well, I, I just enjoyed um, hearing the quotes of the different things that they meant to you and, um, you know, a little bit more about um, the history behind them or the lack thereof. Um, uh, time flies when you're having fun. Like, now everybody's going to, when they listen to this, they're going to go, like, search and try to find, like, <laughs> who actually said that or something. But... It's always a pleasure to have you as our guest, and uh, I look forward to reading the book. Um, so Matt's gonna have to like turn that over. Yeah, I will definitely do that. I, I keep telling you to like remind me because I always forget, but <laughs> it's sitting right here on my desk. And uh... well, and don't don't try to find Matt's chapter in the middle of time. <laughs> or, or 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 get the latest edition, which actually has <laughs> chapter twenty-two in the table of contents. Oh, that is so funny! I didn't even notice that, and I wouldn't have noticed it until you pointed it out. But because uh, I was reading, I was reading, you know, just going through the book, looking for it when I first got it, and uh, you know, I, I finally found it and stuff, and read through it, and. Um, and then I was looking at some of the other ones and never really paid attention to the table of contents. So it was, uh, it's pretty cool. I got one that doesn't have it in there. Kind of like the uh, odd first edition. It just shows you, like, you don't really need the table of contents if you're driven. <laughs> You'll find your chapter. That's right. <laughs> yeah, well, it, I mean, you're supposed to read the whole book, so... Start on page one and keep going. You don't need to look back. (laughs) Well, when I got the email saying that, uh, you know, I got a mention in the book, I was like, oh, I got to, you know, got to see what that's about. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, now you're you're going to become a world-famous literary character. So, yeah. You yeah. watch your social media. They're yeah. going to be stampeding after you. <laughs> <laughs> we can only hope. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> All 
All right, Jeff. Well, thank you for being on. We appreciate it. Um, you know, you can come back and uh, we'll talk about, uh, you know, number 73 through 144, I guess it would be. Yeah. Well, I really enjoy spending time with you guys. And, and of course, I enjoy your, your Facebook page as well. So, um, always charming to speak with you. <laughs> Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Well, this will be some good information for our quotes and polls. <laughs> and group, so. Yeah, for I sure. I look forward to promoting it, for sure. Okay. Well, th- thanks again for having me, you guys. And uh, we'll be in touch. All right. All right. Take care. Happy holidays. Oh, happy holidays to you, too. Namaste. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, you can send those to cat at iwriteplays at outlook.com or you can write to me at backstorysessions at gmail.com or matt at level11ventures.com. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.